Merry Christmas to all. This is Road Tripping Along the Military Highway. I am your host, Sam, and I am with my lovely wife, Monica. How are you today? I'm good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yesterday, we went to church and opened gifts, and today we're just kind of lounging and taking it easy and probably going to watch football and basketball and whatever else is on the TV today. Sounds like a good day to me. Yep. For those of you that are joining us, we wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year during this holiday season. And for our military men and women that are deployed and away from their families and loved ones at this time, we just pray your God's favor, his blessing and his good promises to you and your family. And just pray for a safe and speedy return home and that you can start 2022 off great and in all that that God has planned for you. Today, we wanted to do a 2021 year in review. I know that's very popular on pretty much every news channel and TV. And during this time of year, everyone kind of recaps the year and put it in a nutshell. And what we started to do is we had a box that was titled um, Grateful and what was the other Thankful and grateful. Thankful and grateful. And we kind of use that as a memorial of what God was doing in and through our lives and in and through 2021 and through this year. And and as everybody knows, um, we all go through ups and downs throughout a year. And sometimes years are harder and, and years are, you know, certain years are just more challenging. And I think it's safe to say that these past two years... Uh, have been very, very challenging in in one way or the other for every one of us. And we kind of see memorials playing a big part in, in, in the Bible too. And I want to reference Joshua. So Joshua took over for Moses for the people of Israel. Uh, Moses led them through the desert for 40 years. Uh, he walked with God and, you know, had his ups and downs with the people of Israel. You know, they turned to other gods, they disobeyed, they grumbled and complained and God. And then, um, so Moses, God told Moses, say, Hey, go up to this mountain, uh, take a look over there. That's the promised land. Um, you're not going to enter it. And, you know, this is where the people are going. And Joshua, you know, he's the guy that's going to take over. So Joshua takes over, and I'm going to pick up in Joshua chapter 4. It's verses 1 through 3, and if you want, you can follow along with me. It says, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right, right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stayed at night. In this first part of the chapter, Israel, the nation, was finally entering into the promised land after wandering in the desert for 40 years. I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine the current state that we're currently living in, right, with whatever is going on and that lasting for 40 years and you hanging on to this promise of God saying, hey, I'm I'm leading you to the promised land. So after 40 years of wandering in the desert, God was filling his promise and wanted Israel to establish memorials to remember God's goodness. Now, why did he want to do that? Well, because we're human, because we forget, because when times are good, we always walk away or we always kind of give God the, I would say the right hand of fellowship. We got this. Yeah, we got this. It's good. We got this. So God wanted the nation to say, hey, set up these stones. So when you go into the promised land and everything's good and hunky-dory, you can remember these stones like, oh, yeah, God brought me through that. Oh, yeah, God brought me through 
that hospital stay. Oh yeah, God brought me through this pandemic. Oh yeah, God brought me through. It wasn't by my own strength or own might. And I'm going to pick up here Joshua 4 verses 4 through 7. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of Israel, of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. These memorial stones that the Israelites established after they crossed over served several purposes. One, as I mentioned, they were a reminder of God's faithfulness in hardship and difficulties. Another is that they were memorial, uh, that they were, and the, uh, the memorial served as an anchor for their faith when times are hard. This is what they can draw back to. Say, yep, God did not forget me. In Manna did a sermon series. It's titled, When Your Back is Against the Wall. And Pastor Michael charges the congregation to, to plant a stake in the ground regarding our faith. And when one of those stakes is that God is good and he always and only does what is right. I know looking back at this year and really looking back at these four years in this assignment, I mean, there were a lot of things that were thrown at us that we definitely did not expect. But I know looking back at that now with that 2020 vision is like, wow, God, God had his hand on that Mm -hmm. and God was working and God was moving, even though we really didn't understand. And I challenge you guys listening to this, that put that stake into the ground, you know, that God is good and he always and only does what is right. The other thing is memorials are a time to wash away past defeats, hurts and shortfalls by celebrating God's victory and his plan coming to fruition. And it was a it was also a silent monument to the special day on which God boldly uh, uh, or sorry, on which the people of God boldly placed their feet into the surging rushing current of the Jordan, confident that God would see them to safety on the other side. With that biblical backdrop, we're going to walk you through some of our memorials this past year of 2021. About and, half a year. I think we started this. Yeah, you're we right. We started this when we moved in um, in here. Yeah. Yep. July, and, in July, August-ish. And full disclosure, this was Monica's idea. So she is definitely, I mean, tell you what, man, like... She thinks of stuff that I would never, ever think of. And it's just been a blessing to to have her and, and know that she's got those good ideas just popped up there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we should do that. Every now and then. Yep. Um, it actually what is when we were moving into this house and I was, I believe, at Walmart, I think, and just in the household goods section, getting a couple things that we needed when we moved in here. And I was walking through an aisle and that just this box. So what um, you're saying is my eye. you didn't stick to the shopping list. I did. <laughs> do I ever? Oh boy. <laughs> this is why I do the shopping. <laughs> but uh yeah. Um it just stuck out at me and just having been through especially this, you know, pandemic time where you can just get kind of down about life in general and it's, yep. you know, just been going on and on and on and when is it going to be over and I just really felt like it would be a good thing to start. So, yeah. 
Yeah, we started this August-ish. So I'm going to read one. This one, ha- this one happens to be one that I wrote. And it is, and I'm just going to read what I said. Quote, this may sound weird, but I'm glad the squeak in my elliptical suddenly disappeared a couple of weeks ago. It's <laughs> nice and smooth now. And seriously, like I was so grateful for that because I had this, and you know, I don't yep. know what happened to it, but this awful squeak in in my elliptical and I would try to balance it and rebalance it and you know do what I knew that I could do the mouse finally um, died it did it was an awful squeak and when you were on that thing for 45 minutes or an hour and it's just squeak 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 this awful squeak it was you know it was a long 45 minutes to an hour but one day there was this loud pop and when I was on it and then I'm like oh no what happened like is it gonna start to break and the squeak was just gone and it says it's squeakless and as smooth as can be and it's not you know irritating to be on the elliptical anymore. See, but that's good though, because it shows that God even cares about the little things that you care about. And that's why you should always just trust God with even the minor, minor things, because he knows your heart and he knows you need them. And I'm glad you started off with that one. That was good. Yeah. And that was on September the 10th. So these aren't going to be read in any, any order. We don't, we have an order, you know, put them in order or anything. We'll just read them as we pick them up. And I did not date mine, so bad on me. But I have one here. It says, God's provision in providing us with an affordable RV. (laughs) I think we talked about this in a previous episode, I think. Mm -hmm. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But we were looking at RVs, stopped looking at RVs, and then we're like, well... You know, we don't know, depending on where we moved. So we found out we were moving to Vegas and we went out there and the housing market being the way it is. I mean, that RV is going to be our home, Mm -hmm. not a recreational vehicle for a little bit. It's actually going to be our home. And Monica and I, we were looking at RVs and then we went out there. I'm like, hey, these are certain boxes that need to be checked. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they need to store for free. They need to deliver it because we don't have a truck yet. And there was one other. And we went in and talked to the place and they're like, oh, yeah, we store it for free. And we can deliver it to you guys when you get here. We hadn't like, even asked the question. Didn't even yet. ask the question. Yep. Yeah. And he just offered the information yep. and we we looked at each other like, yeah, okay. Like, All right. <laughs> so we're going to do it. And like I said, so that was a big thing. You know, once again, God being faithful in little and being faithful in much. And it was just definitely a, an answered prayer for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. What do you got over there? Uh, this is one of yours, it, uh, No Day. Um, it says, My Health and Healing. Yeah. So, continued healing. Continued healing. Yep. So, as you guys know, I talked about in episode two how right before COVID, um, I was hospitalized with sepsis that ended up going into my shoulder and I had to have surgery to remove the infection. And then I did about six weeks of antibiotics and IVs, fluids to, you know, to clean it all out. But unfortunately, that still wasn't the end of my health struggles. And then um, the end of 2020, actually December, I went for routine blood work after... Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it routine. They were checking to see your levels because they had been bad, you know. Well, it was it was routine because I just got back from Afghanistan. Mm, so I right. had to go that's do, right. a, you know, a health assessment update, you know, after after that. Anyway, he's like, yeah, go check your blood work because you're you were a little anemic, you know, last time. I'm like, okay. So I went over there, checked my blood work or did, you know, did labs. And then it was three days or right before we were going to go to Illinois to mm-hmm. visit Lexi and Ashley. And then um, 
I get a call from our doctor. He's like, hey, um, you need to go to the emergency room now. I'm like, what? Now you have to understand, like earlier in the year when Sam had the sepsis in his shoulder, there were a couple of instances of the doctor calling where it was get to the emergency room now. Don't drive. Yeah. Like basically like don't pass go. Just get there. Yeah. And have your wife drive, you know, just very emergency sounding situations, yep. you know? And so these, you know, some months later and yeah. you're getting that same call. Like, oh, I know. I was so... Get to the emergency room immediately. There's I was so something, angry. something wrong. Yeah. With- so found out that my hemoglobin was at five. If you know anything about blood, that is horrible. So they tell me the emergency room doctor is a normal person their hemoglobin is like 13 to 18 range. And so mine was at five. Yeah. So the dude asked me, he's like, how are you functioning? Like, I mean, that's how are said. you standing? He's like, if I was at five, the doctor was saying this, if I was at five, I mean, I'd be laying on the floor. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so it was a night in the hospital with a blood transfusion. And then a year later, I'm finally to a normal level, level of, you know, of hemo of hemoglobin. So well, normal on the low side, but we're thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's still yeah. I guess I'm finally hitting the normal range. So once again, just God's faithfulness and having somebody look out for me and then getting me now to a place where I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah. And you definitely feel you say and you definitely look a lot better because yeah. for months there, yes, I mean, I had started to get really frustrated with you because you weren't functioning normally. No. Um, and you were getting really frustrated with yourself and stuff. I mean, we went in, I think it was September, Labor Day weekend and yeah. went to my parents and yep. you couldn't even walk up the, the steps to, yeah. you know, without getting super out of breath or mm-hmm. anything like that. It was months and months of, of struggling and, uh, not well, was your sister, and your yeah, sister Liz, she's she like, made a comment on that trip. Like, well, is he okay? Like he yeah. does not look good. And yeah. you were saying you were not feeling well yeah. and just, you know, we kept saying, is it just still recovery from, the surgery and stuff like that several months later and you know come to find out that it was you know another issue a separate issue and i mean it could be interrelated the doctors just don't know yeah it's it's been a mystery for sure yeah but But yes it's good to see you looking pink and not deathly white yeah uh for months at a time your lips look a lot better like there's color in your lips instead of it what can i say (laughs) But yeah, you're doing a lot better. Um, you should probably do another one since that was mine. So, All right, let's see. All right. So on September the 3rd, I said, late post, I'm so grateful to have sold our house fairly easily and gotten every cent we Amen put into that. that thing back. Whew. Only God. And yeah, um, a little backstory on that. Uh, to take it back to the beginning, we bought a condo, a townhouse here, sight unseen. We were in Florida, had gotten orders here. and Don't uh, ever do that. <laughs> do not ever do that. Well, we say we're not going to do that again. It, no. was a, it was a very bad experience. I think maybe if you had a good 
realtor, um, which we didn't find out. We took him at his word and didn't find out Another until mistake. afterwards that um, his word wasn't necessarily so truthful. And um, issues that, you know, we asked specifically to be taken care of before we would sign the final on the final dotted line. And he said, yes, they've been taken care of. And no, they had no, they weren't. And it wasn't until we got here and, you know, found those things. But it it was an older townhome. It needed work. We could tell just from the pictures and the little bit of walkthrough that he did when we could. This reception wasn't very good ever um, when we did try to get um, on video or on like a video call with our realtor. But um, we knew it needed work and we were willing to do uh, some of that work. Yeah. So we bought it uh, about seven or so eight weeks we um, got the keys before we were to get here and had a contractor go in immediately to start working on it and that was a long uh, haul was promised to be done before we got here and it was only about half done when we got here so we had to move into the construction zone and uh and it was just more and more money and this and that you know to be able to complete it and it was just a mess the whole thing was just a mess Mm -hmm. but we got it to where we were comfortable and even though it still needed a lot more work we knew we couldn't put any more money into that because when we were going to leave in four years we knew we wouldn't get the money back out of it and i watched from the beginning, I watched the the ups and downs of the market, the housing market yep. here. And when we first got here, it was it stayed steady uh, for a little bit, and then about a, within about a you no, know, I don't know, six months or so, it started to drop. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, like no way, you know. Hopefully, this changes around in the next you know couple of years, and um, and it got really bad even just in our neighborhood. Uh, I watched where our, in fact, the condo that we were connected to, they were two two townhomes per building unit. Yeah, and the one we were connected to was on the market for almost a year before it finally got sold. Yeah. And there would be, um, just in our little gated neighborhood, there would be, you know, six, seven, eight condos on the market at a time, mm-hmm. uh, which is never good. And they weren't selling very quickly. And, um, so, I mean, you know, now and then I'd go check it again in, you know, a few months and oh, still not going, doing very good. And then it did. It started to, you know, slowly but surely pick up to where, I thought when we needed to get around to selling it in about a year that we would at least sell it for what we bought it for. Yeah. It it had dropped a good 15 grand in the market value and then it had slowly but surely picked back up to about where we bought it for. Mm-hmm. And we talking about it all the time, we're going to be happy for that. Yeah. And just to be able to sell it for what we bought it for, we knew we didn't want to hold on to it. Um, no. You know, just we would leave this area and probably not, you know, come back. And um, and then when toward the end of last year and the beginning of this year, when the market started to get hot, we were like, oh, yeah, should we, you know, and it started to get hot everywhere. Yeah, we talked but, about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
Should we, we finally pulled the trigger. Right. Should we take advantage of this? And so we did. We finally said, okay, let's let's do it. We didn't want to have to move twice, you know, in a short yeah. period of time. But hey, if that's what is going to help us to sell it for either A, what we bought it for, or even for a little bit more. At that point, I was thinking, you know, a few grand over what we bought it for, you know. Yeah. And uh, so we put it on the market and uh, I would, we put a pretty penny into it, a good, probably yeah. 30 grand or so in, mm-hmm. in our cash. And so not only did we, we got back every cent yep. that we put into it. And God was faithful. He was. And it still like, I have goosebumps now talking mm-hmm. about it because who would have? No way. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And not just that, but I'm like, who would buy that condo for that amount? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we put a lot of work into it. We uh, we did good. I mean, our master bathroom, you know, we gutted, and it, yeah. it was a a pretty master bathroom for sure. But yeah, still. Mm-hmm. But we did, and so grateful for that. Yep. My next one is IFOC course. Now, IFOC stands for the International Fellowship of Chaplains. Uh, So I was fortunate enough to go through that course and get certified. So I'm actually a credentialed chaplain now. Story on that one is every small group season, the church on Sunday, they, they do, it's called small group Sunday and they have the different small groups and they hand out information and they hand out like sign up sheets. And, and so um, Pastor Chris calls it the free market small groups. So basically there's any type of small group that if, if you want to start one, I mean, so there's a running small group. I mean, there's a you know, sewing small group. I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to start one, basically that your small group just operates around that event. And then, you know, they talk about God and, and do things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so IFOC international fellowship of chaplains, we have, uh, certified chaplains that go to the church and they had their board out there, um, one small group Sunday. And I'm like, man, I should, I should look into that. And, then, um, anyway, I finally got around to doing it. And especially with us beginning a microsite, you know, there's going to be people that are going to come to us with needs and advice, mm-hmm. l- looking for advice. And I just want to be as equipped as possible, you know, to, to help them and, and steer them in the right direction. And, you know, once again, you never know what God's going to do with, what he's given us. So I am chaplain Samuel Fullerton. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. That was different to see on, on a, on paper, on certificate. I would like to thank, uh, Jeremy, my friend for writing me that one recommendation letter and my, my supervisor, David, for doing that. I really appreciate that. Those guys helped, uh, move along the process to getting me credentialed. So I'm extremely grateful for that. And Extremely grateful for, you know, what God is going to do through that. Good stuff. Yeah. So I think the last one here we're going to read, we have a few more, but um, this one I wrote on 921. It says, God, you are so good. Why am I so in awe that you would work like you only could? Just shows my lack of faith. But despite that, you show up in big ways. Thank you. Thank you for the divine encounter with Jamal in such an unlikely place and in such an unlikely way. You set the wheels in motion to establish a team in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, have shared that story and have even had uh, Jamal on uh, to share his side of it. But that is episodes 
three and four, right? Yeah. Three and four, if you want to go back and listen. And, uh, it's just, you know, it was such a God thing and we're so grateful Mm -hmm. for that. We're so grateful that he moves in our lives like that and that he is going ahead of us in this season and preparing the way. Definitely is. And then uh, it's just more to the, not by might nor by power, but by, by my spirit, spirit. you know, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be us. It's not going to be our will or our strength. It's going to be God. Just be faithful and step and he'll take care of the rest. Well, thank you guys for spending some time with us during this holiday season. We pray that it is refreshing. That it is a blessing for you. If you want to contact us, email us at roadtrippingwithus, all one word, roadtrippingwithus at gmail.com. You can like our Instagram page at roadtripping underscore with underscore us. And then once again, Mana Church, if you want some information on our church, on all the resources that we as the church provides, you can go to www.mana.church and that'll hook you up. All right, let's pray and then we will talk to you guys later. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for these memorial stones that we have throughout this year that shows your faithfulness, that shows your goodness, that shows you reaching down and, and helping and being with your people through hard times, through difficulties, through good times, through triumphs. Lord, we pray that you would bless our friends, God, that you would bless those listening to this podcast, that you would speak to them through their, their daily lives, that you would help them to establish those memorial stones, that whatever they're going through, they can look back and say, that was God. We thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you for our brothers and sisters in uniform. We thank you for their sacrifice on this Christmas day and throughout the holiday season. We pray for your blessings over them, over their families, over their loved ones, and over their careers, and pray that you would unite them safely back together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and talk to you later.